Hey, y'all. This whole thing started as a group of friends playing Dungeons & Dragons, saying, Hey, let's record. Maybe other people will enjoy sitting at the table with us. The fact that you're here listening to us play D&D will never fail to be wild to me. If you like what you hear and you want to peek behind the door, I invite you to join our Patreon. By contributing to the Patreon, you can gain access to exclusive, handcrafted content, while also helping us pay for things like podcast hosting and logo designs. It's tough out here. On top of that, each subsequent tier allows access to the previous tier's rewards. The $2 tier grants you the title of Honorary Son, while giving you access to the patron-only Discord channel and a bonus entry into our giveaways. The $5 tier knights you as a hero of the Ten Towns, giving you early access to our episodes and access to our patron-exclusive one-shots. The $10 tier elects you to Ted Johnson's cabinet, which opens the cover to Fang's detailed note-taking journal and lets you know of future Suns projects currently in the works. Thanks for everything you do, Patreon aside. Without you, we wouldn't be here. The link to the Patreon is in the link tree in our Twitter bio. We hope to see you out there. Thanks for listening, and stay frosty. to another episode of Severed Sons. (laughs) We are an actual play podcast, uh, and today we have a little treat for you. Uh, I'm Claire, and I'm going to be your holiday cheer master for the evening. Yeah, you are. (laughs) This is literally my first time ever DMing. Um, I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about this group of folks that we have here. And so around our virtual table, we have... Hello, everyone. It's Zach. I'll be playing the character of McGill Athene. He is a human gunslinger. Hey, everybody. I am Josh. I am playing Tinker McJingles. He is a Herengon artificer. And I'm Ross. I am playing Airy. He is a halfling rogue. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited, you guys. So just so that the listeners at home know, I have done a few little things in place to begin with. So first... If you inspired your character from some sort of holiday, movie, theme, whatever it is, take a point of cheerspiration. Hell yeah. Uh, So (laughs) take a point of inspiration, all of you. Um, I am excited about your characters. They're all so good. Uh, I have also individually messaged everybody and given you a nice little task of a specific quote 
And if you are able to work that in, that is going to be cheerful inspiration, uh, mm. <laughs> working like bardic inspiration. Uh, and we will be going on with that. <laughs> All righty, friends. Do we have any questions? Oh, I think I'm, I'm <laughs> we done ready. this sooner. As yeah. I vote? Okay, let's go for it. Uh, tonight we will be playing a reflavor of a Christmas carol. Working title is a Yule Yodel, but the official title is the Severed Sons Holiday Special. I've never I mean, been that to a great. holiday special before. I'm so excited. Um, I love it. <laughs> We're going to meet, like, I feel like we should meet, like, a whole family of, uh, like, Russells. That yeah, people yeah, yeah. are like, oh, uh, we didn't really need to meet them. We'll have a we'll have a claymation <laughs> commercial break. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's the dream. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, here we go. It is a cold midwinter night in Lindonium. The sun is low on the horizon, painting the sky beautiful shades of pink, orange, and red. You look to the flyer in your hand, which reads, "Adventurers wanted." Strange occurrences happening in Lindonium. Meet at Scrooge's Tavern at sunset on the eve of Yule. Your efforts will be rewarded accordingly. You look up at the tavern in front of you. It's the best made and the best kept building that you've seen so far in the town. You head inside the tavern and you find that is lit only by a small fire in the fireplace and a few candles. It's not much warmer inside than it is out. There's a very small group of folks at the table waiting for you. As you go to join them, you can hear some murmurs in the back room. Suddenly, the door opens, and a small man with rosy cheeks rushes out. He says, Oh, thank you, Mr. Scrooge, sir. Thank you, thank you. I'll work all the harder the next day, I swear it. And as he rushes to leave, he turns, sees you, and is caught for a moment. He gives you a small nod and says, Eldith, bless you. Happy you. And rushes out the door. From the door that is open in the back of the tavern, an older man with fine, fitted clothes and long black cloak emerges. He looks at you, adjusts his wire-rimmed glasses and takes off his tall, black hat, placing it on the bar as he passes. He walks with a sleek cane with an ornate handle. He joins you at the table and says, All right, then. I suppose you're here in response to me, Ad. The name's Ebenezer, but you can call me Eb. Tell me a bit about yourselves and, for all our sakes, make it brief. Anyone can go ahead, please. So, McGill, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's drinking a beer. He props his feet up on the table and he says, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, my name's McGill. You guys can call me Mac. That's fine. I, uh, I'm part of the city watch in, uh, Waterdeep. So, uh, you know, I came, I came out of here for the holidays. My wife, she actually works for you. That's fine if you don't know who it is. But, uh, you know, I thought I'd come out here, ends up having to work on the holidays. So I'm here having a drink instead. It's fucking cold here. That's true. All right. Next one, yeah. Uh, Tinker is a a rabbit folk. Basically, he's about two and a half feet tall. He's sitting on the table, kind of facing the bench with his legs, kind of dangling that way. And he <laughs> he looks over his shoulder and he says, 
Ah, uh, the name's the name's Tinker. Uh, I used to work for someone pretty, pretty big name in the Yule community, if you know what I mean. But he he didn't like my methods or whatever. So now I kind of just do it on my own. Anyway, if you're having holiday spirit problems, I'm your I'm your rabbit. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Wonderful. The Yule business. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and you? Yeah, I guess that leaves me. Uh, my my name is uh, my name is Ari. Um, if you were to write it down, I, I guess I I got the the first letter is an apostrophe. Um, but uh, <laughs> I I don't really make much of myself, uh, as you can see. I, I well, as you might not be able to see, I, I'm. I'm a, I am a halfling. I'm a little tall, but I, but I am a halfling, and uh, I'm. Uh, I, I try to be, for the most part, pretty off the radar, uh, uh, pretty indis- indiscreet, uh, and then uh, I, I don't. Uh, I try not to, to make to make make much notice myself, simply because around this time of year, you know, I try to I try to, uh, you know, I try to make make the money however I can, and uh, I'm, I'm not above. Uh, you know, making a making a few little trouble. I'm not above uh, kidnapping a kid or two. Uh, whatever you got, me, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Uh, I usually work <laughs> with a partner, but he's uh, he's uh, currently in the hospital. Uh, he is uh, nursing some wounds right now, but uh, he's he's all right. So you you got me tonight. Name's Harry. Uh, nice to meet you. All right. Well, I suppose you'll do. So I suppose you're wondering why you're here. Now, some of the townsfolk have been seeing some strange things round. Whispers of ghosts lurking about. It's got everyone scared. Everyone's locking themselves inside and, you know, it's bad for business. Nobody wants to stay out at night for drinks for fear of what goes bump in the night. And I know a bit or two about adventuring, but I'm a bit old to do that by myself. So, what say you? Will you help me? Well, and you, you're just going to stay here and run the bar? Oh, uh, well, I'll come too, but I need your help, I suppose. Can't do it myself. I'm nearing 60 years old. That old, huh? Uh, what's, in uh, it, what's in it for us? You'll be compensated fairly. I don't know if you've seen. I run a fine establishment. What? Well, I'm in. I, I, I hate to see people so distraught on Yule's Eve. The best day of the year, you know. Well, you have your thoughts about that. And I have mine. You're not into the Yule. Oh, bah humbug. Lifetime naughty lister, you? Uh, I've been called much worse. I bet. I mean, if we, if, uh... (laughs) You take it or leave it, it's just not, not really a special day. No different than the other day. I, I got I got nothing going else going on else. Uh, that's that's fine with me. And suddenly, the cold air around you grows even colder. A swift gust of wind seemingly bursts through the wall, putting out all of the candles. And a dense fog suddenly fills the room. You hear piercingly crisp clangs, the sound of chains hitting each other. <clears throat> you hear a spooky voice. The hell's that? Scrooge! Ebenezer Scrooge! Hey, you know Harry, this joker? Harry points a finger over it to Scrooge. 
I don't know what's going on. And suddenly, a pale blue light glows, and a figure of a man becomes clear. Jacob? Jacob, you've been dead nearly 27 years. How can you be here now? What's with those fetters, Jacob? Please, tell me why. You know this guy? And I do. I used to adventure with him. But he's been dead so long. Why would he be here now? Ah, the necromancy. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Hey, 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 says the ghost. I got something to say, you know? Oh, sorry. Come on, have a drink. Okay. Welcome to the party, pal. Thank you. (laughs) He says, You know, Ebenezer, I wear these chains because I forged them in life. You know, every link is a cruelty, a misdeed that I did to a fellow man. But you have been much worse. Am I right? He's right. I think he's right. I don't know. Thank you. Right. Do you, you. do you suck? He does. He does. Uh, you look like now, he sucks. Ebenezer. <laughs> <laughs> eh, I've heard you, things. You're <laughs> going to have to save this town from what's been going on here. You know, myself included, you know? So, you got to pick up your sword. You got to go to the thing. You got to go to the mines and answer the call. When the bell tolls midnight, that's when you'll begin your fight. Okay. Bye. That's a, that's a nice and that's a nice another... rhyme, Ghost Man. It's a nice rhyme. Thank you. I worked really hard on it. <laughs> I bet you did. And his asshole's had forty twenty seven years to work on this rhyme. <laughs> With another sudden burst of wind, the specter leaves as quickly as it came, and the fog clears, and the room turns to its usual state. What do you do? Fucking fuck! Does that happen to you often? And he looks at Scrooge. No, it is the first time. I mean, I've only heard about ghosts. I didn't expect to see my dead old adventuring partner. Well, he's got plans for you at midnight, sounds like. I, I suppose. So what? We're supposed to are. babysit you all night? Well, if you, you, you needn't call it that, I swear I can hold my own. I've did this a long time, you know. I'm 60 years old. I've been adventuring up till about 30 years ago. So get out your diapers. <laughs> but you, you, so what, we're, we're still going to do the pamphlet thing? Even though the, this, this ghost just showed up and, and gave you a, 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 a warning of sorts? I think it might be the same issue. Huh? I assume if there's been ghosts about and a ghost came to tell me that we have a problem. Huh? Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess sense. you're putting, putting guess, things together. I don't see, but uh, okay. I guess I assume <laughs> the ghosts were staying out outside. Uh, is that your first your first ghost that you've seen? It, it is the first that I personally have seen. Oh, no, I see a yes. bunch of ghosts. Ah, oh yeah, well, oh yeah. When you're on City Watch, you see all kinds of crazy shit. They always so cold. You you well, you see dead people? Oh, they're everywhere. <laughs> uh, that's that's weird, guy. You gotta know that's weird. Well, at least at least I'm not dead. That's true. Thank, as far as thank, I know, God. I'm not dead uh, yet. How many Bruce Willis movie references? Baseball one. <laughs> one time, I had to go on an adventure with myself. 
from when I was a kid. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. Someone magically brought me as a kid to the future. <laughs> Fucking sucked. That sounds horrible. Shall we head to the mines then? I'll pay you extra. Uh, Great. Like Lead the way. Fine. Great. Let's go. So you start to head to the mines. It takes a while because they're a bit of the ways out of town. And you make it to them. They're at the base of the mountains that are north of town. And when you reach the entrance, you see that there is a wooden door frame that has been kind of haphazardly boarded up so you can like still see through it a little bit. And uh, you can tell that it has a tunnel that's working its way downward. With the town in the distance, though, you're still able to hear a clear echo of a bell striking 12 times. What do you do? You know what they say about every time a bell rings. No, what do they say, Mr. Mr. Jingles? I don't know. Apparently a ghost is coming. I've never heard that <laughs> phrase ever in my life. Where'd you find I'm this gonna guy? I'm going to start Who saying it. Who the fuck is this it's, Every time I've heard it, it's been true, so. <laughs> it's very... I don't know It's up with this rabbit. I found him through a flyer, much the way I found you. Yeah, so you... I, I'm I'm curious. You say you, you're you doing business with, a, with someone in the Yule business. Uh, who... What do you mean by that? What what's what what do you do exactly? You're aren't you an animal? You, you talk you me. You're, we're talking to me. All right, all right. Well, I'm sorry. Is there another, <laughs> was is that there, not clear? When is there I, another I Mr. Rabbit I, around here? Not me. It's in the game. Uh I don't know. I don't like to name drop, but you know, he's he's the guy in charge of uh, in charge of everything Yule related, uh, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to drop his name. I, 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 I made. I, I, I used to make things for him. I used to. I used to help him what, with his list. When you say his name, who is it? You know, listen. You know the guy, the the Yule guy, <laughs> the big jolly <laughs> man. You know, you know the the jolly Yule man. I know who you're talking about. I don't. I don't put much. Anyway, he's so concerned. Another, He's so concerned all the time about all the kids being on the nice list. I figure I'll go to, I'll take the naughty list kids. I'll make them be on the nice list. <laughs> Yule man didn't like that. Caught me kid tied up in, in Christmas garland, you know, just trying to make him nice. Well, now this... I do it on my own. You're a very sick this... man, Mr. Jingles. <laughs> I'm just trying to make every, the world a little bit nicer, you know? I'm glad you're he's sucking on a. He, he's got a candy cane in his mouth all of the time, similar to like like a gangster cigar. Uh, that's awesome. That's so sharp. I love him. I'm gonna take his cane and just tap the the boards on the door and say, "It's all been lovely." Shall we? Oh, just, I thought guess. you knew the way around After here. Are you, we here we... already? Oh, all right. I assume, yeah. Anybody want to help yeah, with yeah, this door? Yeah, yeah, Sorry, sorry. And then Ariel steps forward, <laughs> and he'll reach through his his burglar's pack and um, <laughs> would pull out his crowbar. Is now a good time? Is there? There's a later time. You so, can have. You can have your so, regular uh, crowbar. Now, now, you can so still now's have not a good that. time. I don't know what I'm talking about. So he reaches through his burglar's pack and uh, pulls out uh, <laughs> uh, his 
Thieves Tools, which he has proficiency in, and uh, goes to work at this wooden door, this mine. Tre- checks, I guess, first to see, is it unlocked? Uh, it's not unlocked. It is held together with, like, some rusty nails and wood. See, clearly this guy's been on the naughty list for a long time. He, he like, doesn't <laughs> even look at, like, he just... It's locked, and he has low intelligence, so he just gets his thieves' tools out. He looks at his thieves' tools and then looks at the rusty nails, and he's like, I'm not really sure these are the tools for this thing. Um, <laughs> anybody got a hammer? Uh, Yankees? Mac is going to just come up and just try and kick the door. I do got a hammer. All right. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> All right, White Mac, Wife Beater it. over here's got um, athletics. <laughs> just give me, yeah, athletics or, uh, that's a f- yeah, 15. athletics is good, or strength. Yeah, that door just b- the planks were just like barely holding together. So you just oh yeah, kick that I mean that's right another open. way to do it. Not trying to be a little more discreet, but uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you not want to wake the neighbors out here? Uh, <laughs> I, I it's Scrooge's door. I just respecting them. Look, it's I open. mean, what neighbors really? All right, it looks pretty dark. going ahead. How can how's everybody's side? Uh, can you see? I can't, I can't Do we see shit grab in some torches? It's not great. Yeah, I'm not going to be able you to see. You got a much. candle, Scrooge? <laughs> great. I do happen to have some torches, and uh, pulls out a torch for each of you, and you all light it the old-fashioned way. And uh, oh wait, hang on. I I don't need a torch. Works and he, for uh, Mac pulls out of his bag. He's got a small little flint lighter <laughs> a little silver flint lighter and he's gonna light it up he's like i got it lights it on his leg okay perfect. now that is <laughs> <That's great>. gorgeous <laughs> all right so do you continue into the tunnel harry stands over to the side and yeah, does not let yeah. some like does not go first he's yeah, he's just kind of like nodding his I'm head going. looking around awesome scrooge will just go <sighs> What a day it's about to be. And starts it's walking nighttime. through the tunnel. You geezer. What a <laughs> night it's about to be. You little bunny. Say that to I my was... face. I triple dog dare you. I just did. Alright, look, if we can please save the aggression for the ghosts <laughs> that are gonna try and kill us, that'd be great. Yeah. So you start walking down the tunnel. Uh, it's really like musty and damp and dark, and you have to brush like cobwebs out of the way all the time. Uh, and you can see just like barely lit by your torches in the distance, a closed door. The, as you start to get closer to the door, you hear a small giggle. You hear a little. Harry puts a hand up. You hear that? And. You hear that? He says it a little louder. Yes, I hear that. And Tinker's small... big ears are like rabbit, like flipping around all over the place. A small, fairy like spirit appears ahead of you, floating gracefully. She looks at all of you and she says, I am the ghost of you. Ah, son of a nutcracker, you're terrifying. <laughs> of a star that winked at you many years ago. And her gaze settles on Ebb, and she says, I have come to show you your past. 
and she quickly flies through the door, which suddenly vanishes. And through it, suddenly you see a lively tavern. And I'm going to send you that map. This is in. Um, I have this saved as Crisis Carol <laughs> on Merry my Christ computer. <laughs> Happy Christmas. Happy Crisis. As you enter, you see a large room ahead of you. It's full of tables and chairs. There's a small bar to your right. There's a small stage across from you. And to your left, there is a balcony. It's not that high off the ground. It's mostly just high enough so that one person can kind of stand underneath it. And uh, you see a, a small person kind of scuffling about and uh, affixing some garland to the balcony. Uh, Eb is pretty clearly confused. What do you do? Uh, it makes four of us. Uh, I'm going to go get a drink. <laughs> What's, what, what is this? Is this, this some place to you? But then he looks at Scrooge. Uh, I will look at you and say, uh, if it isn't the spitting image of Fezziwig's tavern, oh, so I you... used to work here. You shitting me. I know. I'm just as confused You're as any of you. We time traveled. I don't know, but we did see a spirit come by and fly through it all, so who's to say? All right, well, uh, it's. it's do you remember anything happening here? Was there anything wrong with this? Any, any ghosts that we need to work, look, look out for? Like, anything... What should we be aware of? Well, I used to work here, you know? I I, I interned, I, I suppose. I Apprenticed is a better <laughs> word for what I was doing. I apprenticed what under Mr. What do you have to apprentice Fezziwig. at a tavern? You, did, you apprentice how to pour drinks? Come on. <laughs> well... How hard is uh, it? <laughs> Right, I'll grab one for you, and he'll come over, and he'll go back to where things were and start grabbing drinks, and he'll say, No, I used to... Fezziwig also used to be a renowned adventurer of sorts, but as he started to get on in years, he settled down and started keeping and a tavern. And you cooked his bucks. And he was showing me the ropes of it. Uh, I did, yeah, and he was teaching me about it as I was also, you know, out adventuring here and there. Where is White? And from the balcony, the person who was finishing comes down. And it was a stout older man with remarkably long ear hair. And he lays his eyes on Eb and he goes, Oh, hilly ho, Eb, my boy! How was your latest adventure? Did you, uh, did you and Jacob fare well? And Eb calls back. Oh, quite well, Mr. Fezziwig. We cleared that dungeon just as you asked. And he looks to you who have gathered around the bar and says, I swear this is the same as that night. And he's cut off by a loud crash at the door near the stage, where suddenly an Orog saunters in, followed by three goblins, who gives a loud whistle. And three more goblins scramble out from underneath the booths up in the balcony, and he shouts, All right, boys, this year Yule is ours! Roll initiative! <laughs> Holy <laughs> hell! Yeah! All right, hit me with your initiatives. Uh, Tinker got a 21. Jesus. Goddamn. Uh, Ari, Ari got a 10. Cool. Power, uh, cheerspirations. 
Is, is that um, advantage? Um, so for the cheerspiration, that is advantage, um, or it's inspiration. So use it wherever you need, like a classic inspiration. Um, and then the uh, cheerful inspirations will be worked as bardic inspiration. So when you get your quotes, yeah. Uh, Zach, can you hit me with your? It's windy. Beautiful. Awesome. Tinker! So, if you look at the map, um, mm-hmm. one of the Orogs is chilling, or there's only one. Um, he is chilling, like, right in front of the stage. And then there are three goblins near him. They're kind of all surrounded by this long table, which all of you are kind of near if you're near the bar. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there are three goblins that are up on that uh, balcony up there. The chairs are a balcony? Uh, yes. The, the, the stairs go oh, up. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Now. yeah. Cool. But it's not a very tall balcony. And we are... We're at the long table, or we're... You're at the, the bar in the bottom left corner. Oh, that's bottom left. Okay, mm-hmm. great, great, great. And everything is pretty much within your movement, um, so... Cool. Go ham. <laughs> uh, so... Tinker is going to uh, see that they uh, a handful of goblins and this other creature kind of are gathered around the same spot. And he's going to uh, kind of give a smirk to his party and he's going to say, he's just going to start uh, walking towards uh, that bigger group. And as he's walking, he's pulling, he on his back, he wears a large, for a rabbit, it's a rabbit size <laughs> It, it takes up his whole back, I guess, if that helps. Uh, velveteen <laughs> red bag with a bunch of golden trim and, like, uh, kind of golden sewing. And That's as my he's walking... But as he's walking to the kind of group of enemies, he, he says, you know what they say, the best way to spread Yuletide cheer is by screaming loud for all to hear. And he's I heard that one! I've... <laughs> He's digging in his bag, and he's pulling out his Eldritch Cannon, which, uh, he's, as he's pulling it out, he's configuring it into the, uh, flamethrower formation. It essentially looks like a Tinker Toy, basically, just a bunch of colorful (laughs) gears and, like, uh, rods and things. And he's gonna set that up in a way that he can hit as many of these enemies as he can with his 15-foot cone of fire damage. Okay, I'm gonna say that's that's all of the ones that are on the ground. Gorgeous. Awesome. Is that a roll to hit, or is that a, it's uh, a They have to make a dexterity saving throw. Great. Amazing. Okay, so the Orog first gets an 18. Got it. They need a 13 to save. Beautiful. Does he still take some damage? Yeah, he'll take half. Gorge. And then these three goblins down here. One succeeded and the other two failed. Great. So full damage is 12 and half would be six of fire (laughs) damage. Okay. So uh, one is six damage. Shout out to D&D Beyond for just being like the best thing I've ever used right now. That encounter Ooh. trackers. It's right. amazing. Wow. Okay, so here's what happens. One of those goblins was kind of hiding behind the Orog a little bit. 
and uh, is able to only get a little singed. Like, he's saved a little bit. He looks rough, though. He is a crispy man. Um, the other two are burnt to a crisp and are dead. Uh, the Orog is really visibly pissed about it. Uh, the the turret, or the, the Eldritch Cannon is just kind of on, some, like, a tripod of, like, it's rabbit-sized, which is funny. And also, I should have said that the flames uh, are a, a bright green as the flamethrower. Ooh, uh, okay, that's fun. I like it. Anything else for you, Tinker? Uh, no. He, he drops that cannon, and he just kind of stands behind it, like, with his elbow on it, just kind of, like... <laughs> Uh, candy cane sticking out of his mouth just like unamused by these things great awesome and then Mac that's your turn so Mac is gonna draw his gun he's gonna dash not dash but just run as as close as he can uh, to get in range of the Orog Mm -hmm. and uh, he's gonna kind of duck behind a table and say come on to Londonium have a few laughs now I'm stuck here with a rabbit with a goddamn flamethrower He's going to take a shot at the, the Orog. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, nat one. <laughs> Ooh, okay, yeah, it doesn't hit. Um, so, I got another I got another shot. Gorge. A little bit of the green flame is go. still going, and it messed with your... Oh, come on. You're aiming a little bit. I rolled an eight. didn't show up, but that would be a, uh, a 17. Uh, that misses... The fire is still a little in your eyes. Yeah. Can you turn that thing down? <laughs> uh, anything else for you? No, that'll be it for me. Great. So, it is now the Orog's turn. And he's pretty pissed at this tiny little bunny. Um, so he's gonna come up to Tinker. And he is going to grab his great axe. And he's gonna... As he's grabbing it, Harry lets it, he, he's like, get out of there, now! <laughs> and obviously he doesn't, if, he doesn't have time to move, but he says, not tomorrow, egghead, now! And he's screaming at him. Hey, um, that's a cheerful point! Yeah! <laughs> uh, the first that swing quote? that he takes misses... Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's not tomorrow, egghead. Now, <laughs> Harry says it's, it's a marv just, in Home Alone. <laughs> it sparks so much joy for me. So oh, I'm sorry uh, to interrupt. No, it's it was great. A perfect time. It's perfect. I saw my I saw my shot. I shot. Yeah, absolutely. Good. I love Shoot it. Shoot your shot, man. Well, it's perfect <laughs> because it worked so well. The Orog was so confused by he's like. What the fuck is an egghead? That uh, <laughs> he misses both times. He just can't get his eyes set on this little this little bun. Uh, You're so, the egghead, you egghead. Uh, so then he just shouts, and that's it. Uh, next up, it is Ebenezer's turn. But Ebenezer, after having seen the damage that this little bunny has done, says, All right, show me what you got. And doesn't do anything. He just waits. So then, next up is Ari! Um, so the, uh, Orog is up in Tinker's business, right? Mm-hmm. Sweet. So, um, Ari, who's still at the bar, uh, puts 
sits up on the stool because and his one foot still reaches the ground, uh, and he puts an elbow on the on the bar and pulls out his um, sh- what is it? His short bow and um, takes a shot at the orog. Beautiful. Seventeen to hit. That does not hit. Oh fuck! All right, that's all right. That's all right. He's surprisingly uh, beefy. <laughs> and. And as as it misses uh, Ari, he, you hear him as under his breath as he's like, you know, pulling the string back. Just fucker, 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 He's not really saying anything. He's just like kind of cursing under his breath. Um, I don't think since that missed, I don't think I can do anything else because I don't play rogues very often. I'm double checking. Mm. I can't do that sneak attack. That didn't work. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I, I think that's it for me. Okay, awesome. The one goblin that is looking pretty singed, he's just running away. He says, I'm sorry, but I don't want to die. And he just runs down that hall. Yeah, yeah, you better run. <laughs> Harry's, Harry, who just missed, is like <laughs> smack talking. Perfect. The three goblins that are up on the balcony though, have noticed the three of you that are making uh, plays, and they are each going to knock a short bow uh, and shoot a shot at each of you. So the first one is going to aim for Tinker with a 12 to hit. Nah. Wow, they're just so scared. They They watched a bunch of their friends just get burned. The next one aiming at Mac rolls a 23 to oh, hit. Yeah. Awesome. So that's going to be... Is it? Um, for me. Ha ha ha. Three points of damage for you. And then the third one aiming at Ari gets uh, eight to hit. <laughs> pulls out of the way. He misses. <laughs> Wonderful. So the the two goblins are just like still just quaking in their little goblin boots um, after seeing their friends burnt to a crisp. But the one was pretty pissed, so he did well. And with that, it is top of the round again. So that is Tinker. All right. Uh, the Orog is like right up in my business, correct? Yeah, he right there. All right. That is the I'm... technical term. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tinker is going to do a uh, bonus action rabbit hop where I can jump 15 feet without provoking an opportunity attack. Wow. Uh, So I'm going to hop 15 feet uh, to the right, and as I'm midair, I'm taking out my boomerang, which is a uh, a Christmas wreath, and I'm uh, (laughs) going to whip it at him. Amazing. Uh, that's a 19 to hit. That hits! Cool. And it's gonna be max damage for 8. Uh, what kind of damage? That? Bludgeoning damage. And, uh, Wonderful. before going on the adventure, I used, uh, all of my... Oh, I can't find the term or think of it. Bunny Infused powers. items. Infused oh, okay. items. So... Normally, a boomerang only comes back to you if it misses, but I've infused this one to come back to me every time, no matter what. So this Christmas wreath cool. goes, uh, hit, hits the Orog, and comes back uh, as he lands. Beautiful. 15 feet. 
Mortal Kombat style. I like it. Exactly. Perfect. Uh, anything else for you, Tinker? No, that'll do it. <laughs> Wonderful. Mac, you're up. So now that that goblin <clears throat> shot Mac, he's going to turn and draw his attention away from it and say, You asshole! And he's going to shoot at him <laughs> instead. Perfect. Awesome. Roll the hit. <laughs> Man, I'm rolling like shit tonight. Twelve. Uh, that misses. All right, I'm going to shoot him again. Perfect. There we go. Nat 20. <laughs> that, yeah. That's you know what? Shot. You know what I'm going to do? Those Two of those goblins are very close to each other. And with the nat 20, you, like, are able to hit two of them yeah. at once. Lord. They only have seven hit points. Shoot like. me with your arrows, assholes. We're gonna, kill. Yeah, you get two of them at once because it feels right for McGregor. <laughs> M- McGregor? McGregor. McGregor is Paul. M- 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 McDougal. McDougal is Paul. McDougal. McGregor is the dude that. <laughs> McGregor was some. <laughs> McGregor was Meat Hook, right? Meat Hook McGregor. Yeah, okay. That's in the actual Frostbane camp. All right, everything's done full circle. You're welcome, everyone. Too many No one's allowed to use Mac in front of me. McDonald. McMac. Um. <laughs> it is then the Orog's turn, and uh, Josh, you said that you hopped 15 feet away? Yes. So this probably means that our rogue friend, Aerie, is the closest to him. So he's going to go ahead, and he's going to try to hit you with his great axe. Yeah. Come at me. Come on! Come at me! Uh, <laughs> holy Wow! That is a 25 to hit and a 22 to hit. Oh, shit, he's coming at me. He's coming at me. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah, they both hit. They both nail me. Awesome. So the first one hits you and does nine points of slashing damage. Ow. The next one hits you and does ten points of slashing damage. Ow. And the Orog laughs. He says, ah, ha, ha, ha. You puny! Ah-ha-ha-ha-ha! And that's You think I'm funny? You think I'm funny? Yes! And (sighs) it's Scrooge's turn. Does he look like a clown to you? (laughs) And Scrooge is just gonna nod and say, Show him what you got. So it's your turn, Aerie. Are you fucking kidding? You're not gonna do anything! (laughs) That close... He uh, drops the shorts, short bow on the bar, and da 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 da. You don't need it, okay? Um, so can I use my one of my cheerspiration to give myself advantage in order for a sneak attack, like to use for, as a rogue? Yeah, I'm gonna allow it. I'm gonna allow cool. it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat that everything then. goes. I, yeah, if there are any rule lawyers out here that try to come at me for this one, I would like to remind you Object. it is Primus. Claire objects. It is crisis right now. We are <laughs> in the holiday Claire. spirit. I'm just realizing, Claire, you misspelled holiday to your master. <laughs> I know. Holiday. Holiday. <laughs> holiday. Holiday. It's on the Twitter. It's, it's uh, good. So he uh, he pulls out two uh, two daggers, which um, are like two large, like broken lock picks, just like jagged on the edge. Um, 
and starts slashing. So he has two weapon fighting, which means just double. I can use a bonus action. Okay, so to do another one. So the first one is going to do a dirty 20 to hit. That sure hits. I guess I'll give my... I'm, I'm gonna just going to roll again. For, no, 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 I'm going to hold on to that one. <laughs> I'm going to use the advantage on the second attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to do five points of slap, piercing damage. And then... I thought going to say slapping damage. Going to, well, I know, slap. <laughs> I was thinking slashing, but no. damage? <laughs> That um, should be a damage. Right. So, second attack, it's a... It's an 11 to hit, but I'm going to use advantage on this one. Fingers crossed. That is a 21 to hit. That sure hits! So, that is going to... This is going to be a sneak attack, because I have advantage. Um, That's going to do the original 4 plus 3d6. So, give me a second, because I don't use D&D Beyond for my dice very often. 1, 2, 3, roll! So, 4 plus 9... Uh, is 13. Gorgeous. He is looking rough. Yeah. You want a piece of me? <laughs> he's he's a big smack talker. <laughs> it's good. Come it's on! good. Imagine how horrifying Home Alone would have been. With, <laughs> I know. <laughs> with this guy. <laughs> like daggers for lockpicks and yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So it is now the final goblin's turn. And he is just quaking in his little boots. So he is trying to, like, work his way over toward the um, the stairs over here. And he starts going down. And as he does, he is going to try to uh, fire off a bolt at Tinker because he still thinks Tinker is the biggest threat. Uh, and that's going to be an 11 to hit. No. Beautiful. So he's just scared and he's... He's trying to find his way out. He's around in front of the stage. And with that, Tinker, it is your turn. Tinker will see the thing that just shot at him, and he just caught his boomerang wreath, and he's just going to kind of catch it, spin, and immediately throw it at the goblin that just tried to shoot at him. Perfect. Uh, That's a 21 to hit. Yeah, it sure does. For six damage. He is not well. Very not well. Ah. But still hanging in there. Try it again. Get him. Bite his little fingers off. Come on. Get him. <laughs> and he's just like, ah, as he's backing away. Uh, Mac, it is your turn. All right, so I'm going to try and finish the job. <laughs> I'm going to try and hit him. Go for it. That single goblin? Yep. Okay. <laughs> 19. <laughs> yep. Yep. He ain't getting away. Pop, pop. Uh, for six damage. Yeah, uh, he had one. He had one <laughs> hit point left. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't mind just, me over here. I'm doing fine. <laughs> he just goes down. <laughs> he'll, he'll hear Aerie say that and say, oh, shit. And he's going to flip around and, and shoot one more shot at the uh, Orog. Good call. That's going to be a dirty 20. That hits. For 13 damage. And how how you want to do it. So he's going to shoot the goblin, and he's going to turn around, and he's going to see the Orag uh, attacking Ari, and he's going to go, Ari! And he's going to shoot the, the Orag. 
<laughs> then the Oreg Aerie. falls backwards. <laughs> it's perfect. Harry jerks out of the way instinctively. <laughs> perfect, thank you. <laughs> and uh, with a loud thud, combat has ended. Good job. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Fezziwig peeks up from the from the piano where he was hiding behind. And he goes, Oi, oi, oi! I did not expect there to be such a commotion, did I? Thank you so much, everyone, for doing all your best. Come, come, I must, I must reward you for some of your services. And yeah, he, you must. He runs behind the curtain of the stage and he comes back and he gives you five potions of healing. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is what I'm talking about. You just got these laying around, guy. What goes on in here? I, what can I, what can I tell you? I already forgot <laughs> what Fuzzy Wig's voice is. So it's this. <laughs> I have no clue what voice I did. So now it's this. Are you Hello, from Waterdeep too? I am Fuzzy Wig. You, yes. you have a very thick Waterdeep accent. <laughs> I get that all the time, funnily enough. From Lowell uh, Waterdeep. You, yeah, when you run a tavern. I got a Wahlberger. Thank you. <laughs> when you run a tavern for a bunch of adventurers, you gotta have them on hand. And uh, without you, I must say, my Yule party would have been ruined! Oh, Ebb. Ebb. I hate to do this right now, but uh, here you are. And he goes up to Ebb and he hands him a small red velvet box. Puts it in Ebb's hand and says, She wants me to wish you a happy Yule. I don't know who that is either, but it's fine. That was, uh, I like it. No, I'm into it. <laughs> Fezziwig, the man of many accents, <laughs> says. He's a changeling. He is. He is. He's a bear. In my mind, he's always Fozzie Bear. Um, he hands a small box with over and says, she wants you, me to wish you a happy Yule. Now you, you, you and your friends are the heroes of this day. Come, let's celebrate. Hilly-ho! Yeah, celebrate me! Come on! <laughs> Tinker goes and puts his uh, flamethrower contraption in his uh, velvet bag. Perfect. So we don't forget to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Airy pops a, a healing potion. How much do we get from those? Perfect. Yes. I totally... Is it 1d4 plus 4? Hand. I think so. Uh, Eb is also going to come up to you and say... Now some right fine work you did back there. And uh, cast Cure Wounds on you by, like, patting you on the back. Um, and that's 1d8 plus 1. So you get 1d4 plus 4 and 1d8 plus 1. As Ares, I think he pats him as Ares taking the potion and it makes him cough. I'm like, <coughs> you could have done that beforehand. <coughs> and he takes all the healing. 8 plus 1 and 4 plus 4. If you have, excuse me, pardon me, if you have any more of that healing, I'd gladly take some. All right. You did well, too. And uh, he'll cast that cure wounds for you as well. Thanks. Appreciate it. For the record, if you guys need any more, I got this peppermint lotion in my backpack. Should do about the same thing. But it's full. We do also have four more potions of healing to use at our discretion. That's true. I'll save the peppermint peppermint. lotion. I I swear to God, I thought I, I smelled peppermint earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And as you all are decompressing from the battle and you can hear the sounds of the party, but you can't really see anybody other than Fezziwig around you, everything else starts to fade away. The warmth of the room grows cold and the tavern fades from your view and you're just in a small empty room. As everything fades, you see a little spirit, the one you saw from the beginning, who says, It's you you forgot. You you'll remember. Keep it in your heart long past December. And goes down a tunnel. What do you do? Does that mean anyone? Harry anything? looks. It's a, it's a good anything? message, really, if you think about it. She says to keep it in your heart all the time, not just for now when it's <laughs> when it's the Yule time. That's how you stay on the nice list. Remember that. You're gonna tell me you don't remember anything like that happening long that long time ago. That guy didn't show up. I uh, well, I don't remember the small one. Uh, give me a. Fucking break. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. He starts cursing under his breath. Also, you you just gonna let him let him do that to us again next time? Are you gonna you gonna do anything? I guess the healing's I... nice, but like, come on, man. Yeah, adventure in my ass. Yeah, we would appreciate I... the help from now on. Alright, alright. I it was unfair of me. I wanted to see your metal. And you really proved it. I can so. appreciate that. I will do more next time, I swear. Does anybody else mm. need some more wounds healed? I can offer that. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I actually, uh, the the guy who's controlling me rolled two ones on that healing shit, so if you, <laughs> <laughs> if you got any more. All right. And he <laughs> smacks you on the back to Thanks. cast cure wounds again. <laughs> and that's an eight plus one. Yeah. Yeah, great, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> awesome. Uh, do you continue down the mine after the spirit? Yeah, we, we came this far. Yeah, great. So as you go, it's a similar situation. You're in a gross, creepy tunnel. Um, you still have your torches because of D&D magic. Yes, uh, yes, of course. <laughs> so you can still see. And once again, you are approaching a doorway, but this time it's open and you come into this large empty room and inside you hear (laughs) and suddenly an almost 12 foot tall man appears. His like head is like sideways because he's right up against the, uh, the ceiling of the room. Oh God. And uh, he's in a in big green robes, and he has a really large beard and really bright, rosy cheeks. And he calls to you, "Come in and know me better, man." See, now this is the kind of jolly I can get behind. What the hell does that mean? Know him better? I don't means, know him at all. It means we're gonna be friends with the guy. Come on! <laughs> I think oh, I've made enough friends already tonight. Oh, hey, you got a you got a spare right, wife right, beater right. to change into or something? Because that one's a little ripped. A what? <laughs> my, what? My, what McGill, you, you you got a rip in your wife beater there. Do you got a you got a new one? Got a, got a pack of wife. <laughs> anybody know anybody know mending around here? <laughs> oh, I don't. I only know the present. 
and the spirit nods. Wow. <laughs> well, the, the present has brought us to uh, what seems to be an underground uh, g- g- ghostly lair, and, and you're number two, so what, what do you got for us here? Uh, Who are you? <laughs> oh, I am the ghost of Yule Present. I have no past and no future, so I only know the now. And as he says that, he makes eye contact with Eb, and he goes, Oh, 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 Ebenezer, it is you. You are meant to see what Christmas is like for Bob Cratchit. And with that, he suddenly spins about and begins to disappear, and the room bursts to life. And it is that map that I accidentally sent you earlier. Holy God, I'm never going to get used to that. That I'm going to send again. Very fast. Yeah. So, so fast. I will remember what the present is. Shkapow! Shkapow! That looks familiar. This one. I had already (laughs) forgotten what it looked like. Perfect! My plans worked! Well, this is nice. Look how festive. You see, this is is the Yule I've been talking about. (laughs) So... Suddenly, you are in a large room with a long table with many places, uh, many chairs pulled up to it. There is kind of a contraption going at the fire where there is the small older man that you saw earlier. Uh, He has a small boy on his back who is holding a cane. Uh, There is also a boisterous woman that is around his age over in the kitchen, which is up in the upper right corner over there. And five other children running about. And uh, you hear... Harry leans over to Mac. He says, God, I fucking hate kids, man. I do too. <laughs> it's, it's, a whole, it's a whole thing. I, I, got, I had a bad experience with just... I, I hate kids. Oh, come on. You can tell these ones are I all the my, nice I left mine to uh, home alone. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> just, they're fine. You never know what could happen. <laughs> They're very inventive. <laughs> uh, with this ruckus, the small man at the fireplace turns around. He sees you, is very confused, and he sees Ebenezer, and he goes, Oh, Mr. Scrooge, oh, 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 to, to what do we owe this? And he's cut off by the woman in the kitchen who goes... Oh, if I could only give that rotten Scrooge a piece of my mind, why, I'd... And Eb goes. <laughs> Harry starts laughing. <laughs> They're talking about you, you geezer. Uh, Seems you're not very uh, well liked around here. No, I've been told this. I don't have a great reputation. Uh, h- hello, Cratchits, Mr. and Mrs. Oh, what a lively home you keep. And the woman who is at the table goes, Oh! me oh oh uh, bob dear you did not tell me that we were expecting company but but you know i could i could use a bit more hands uh what are you say we'll, we'll try you some nice dinner perhaps a short rest of types uh in exchange for you know a bit of help getting it all together and she looks at the four of you yeah sure wow. That's fine with me. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I don't cook much, but I give it a shot. Well, we need more help than just cooking. 
Now, let's see. Uh, Bob needs a hand with the turkey. I need some help with this casserole. The table needs setting. And, well, the kids do need looking after. Did you do anything yet? I'll, uh, I, I got everything put together. I'll go ahead and set the table. Harry puts his finger to his nose and he says, Not the kids. Uh, I'll do it. Uh, turkey. Turkey. And he rushes over to Bob. Oh, I'll take care of the kids. <laughs> which leaves Scrooge for uh, casseroles, which is fun. So now I'm going to do something fun. I'm going to have you um, roll for festiveness, uh, <laughs> which is just going to be to help me keep order of what all is about to happen. So just just roll the number. Don't add anything and tell me what it is. Ooh, 19. Wow. I was ready to use my inspiration on that. 15. <laughs> a two. <laughs> that that, that tracks for all of Max. <laughs> Wonderful. I think we keep the two. Okay, so for 20, Eb roll, I rolled a nat 20 for Eb. Damn. Um, and Eb is on dicing. Wonderful. Who was 19? Was that? Tinker with the kids. Was that Tinker? Tinker yeah, with the kids. Yeah, he's got these kids on lock. Wow, I'm excited for how this is going to go. Uh, that <laughs> uh, 15 was airy yeah on turkey with bob on turkey with bob <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh mac on dishes wonderful how many fucking forks do you need you just have <laughs> the same one and then you just why do you need to have three <laughs> different forks <laughs> So, we are going to start with Eb dicing. So, Eb makes it over to uh, to uh, Mrs. Cratchit, and she says, All right, all right, sir. Lovely to meet your acquaintance. Now, I need help making this lovely casserole. It's going to have sweet potatoes. It's going to have caramelized onions. So, I need your help. Can you please dice? The things. My hands are old. I'm, I'm frail. I have six children, you see. Uh, and Eb goes, uh, uh, sure. And Eb is going to now uh, roll for dicing. He's doing a dexterity roll, which he did really badly on. Great. So Ebenezer Harry leans back and he says, Yeah, he's not much younger himself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ebenezer rolled an eight. Uh, which means he has to roll 1d4, and he gets two points of slicing damage. Oh, uh, because he just cut his fingers open. Ooh. The kitchen is winning. And he goes, ah, ah, ah. And uh, Emily goes, I, 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 no, don't, don't, don't worry about it. And like wraps it all up, wraps it all up. Um, and... Emily looks over and is like, God, you have horrid cut sizes, but it'll do. Uh, Eb settles down from this a little bit, and as he keeps dicing, the, the, the smell of the onions are starting to get to him. Um, so he has to make a constitution saving throw to see if he's going to yes, cry he does. Uh, from the of onions. He does. And he fails again. And so he's. <laughs> chopping onions and he just slowly starts crying and tiny tim who has been on um bob's back kind of works his way over there 
and puts his hand on Ebenezer's arm and says, It's all right to cry, sir. We all do it sometimes. <laughs> so they are all doing their best in that little corner up there. Next, we're going to move on to Tinker with the kids. Yes, please. All right, Tinker. So your task is to entertain these kids. So they are really rambunctious right now, and they want to open their presents early. You got Martha, you got Belinda, Peter, Elizabeth, and John. They are all just, like, doing everything they can to get to these gifts. What are you going to do to stop them? All right, kids. This seems like some naughty behavior, and you know only the nice kids get the presents, right? Right? Yay! He gets kind of stern. He's, he's, they're taller than him, like, probably a good two feet on him. Okay, so he's just so kind of hopping around trying to stop him. Make, make a, a persuasion roll for me. This could not have worked out any better. That's a, a, that's a 19. A 19, that that sure works. And the kids are like, oh, oh, you're right. We've heard about naughty lists and things, and we don't want to be on that. No, no, no. no you- I suppose you're right. <laughs> you know I'm right. As he does that, he's going to uh, push a couple kind of like split switches and buttons on this kind of like uh, straps that are kind of like overalls for his pants. And as that happens, it starts his casting of pyrotechnics that he's going to make red smoke kind of come out from himself. And he's just like, now this is what happens when you're on the naughty list and you don't want to be there. (laughs) Somebody sneaks in. They're always very small. And they they come in and they get you. They tie (laughs) you up and then you don't get any presents. You may never even see your family again. (laughs) You don't want that, do you? (laughs) At this, most of the children are scared shitless. Uh, Except for Martha, the oldest one, who comes up to you with really, really wide eyes. And she says, Excuse me, Mr. Tinker, can you tell us a story? What kind of story do you guys like? I like any kind of story that you like, probably. (laughs) But I want to hear you tell us a story. Well, one time... I feel like I've switched my accent like seven times already. Listen, we we met Tessiewig (laughs) and that happened, so there's no judgment. (laughs) Have you ever heard of Bob the Not-So-Nice? Well, Bob wasn't so nice, and he was quickly put on the Yule King's naughty list. And the Yule King, you know, only is good to the nice people. Well, the Yule King took his most his most trusted and uh, successful uh, worker and sent him to Bob the not so nice's house, and I, the the, the trusted worker. <laughs> May have started a small house fire and left a note saying, you, you better turn it around. Uh, Josh, can you, can you make a performance roll for me? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> turn it around. It's a dirty 20. 
You pass with flying colors. Martha <laughs> is obsessed with you now. She's like, she will do whatever uh, you're like. If you're like, don't touch those things. She's like, I, I wasn't even thinking about it. I swear. You're a bunch. Um, you're a bunch of good kids. <laughs> hold, hold out your hands. <laughs> and they do. He's gonna push some more buttons, and like a whole bunch of uh, spearmint and cinnamon gumdrops oh come God. out, and he he hands them to all the kids, and they all they all get some candy. Perfect, amazing. Um, the kids are are thoroughly entertained. You guys keep um, up those smiling. Keep keep up that smiling. Smiling's my favorite. Great. So. You said the words house fire, and I was gone. Uh, when you made that choice, I left planet Earth. My god, that was funny. When I tell you I'm so happy that Tinker chose to help th- with the kids. It's perfect. Yes. It's perfect. Oh my god. It's too good. Great. Good shit. Uh, Alright, Ari, you're up hmm. helping with the turkey. Yeah, what up? So, so what do you want me to do over here? You make it over, and you see Bob, and, and Tim is back over uh, hanging out with them. Because Tim's always very, very interested in what's going on with the turkey. Mm. And Bob's going to say, or you get over there, and you see that the the turkey is, it's pretty small, um, considering especially how large their family is. Uh, but there's a big stock pot that has a bunch of boiling oil in it. It's set up on a rig with metal rods, and there's a little circular metal plate with a hole in the middle to let the flame through. And uh, Bob's going to look over to you and say, all right, you know, it's, it is how we do the turkey. Uh, uh, care to help? Uh, I guess. I, mean, I, I see you defeathered it. Thank you. Uh, uh, and I, I would like that. to have you make a wisdom roll. Uh, to see if you know how to use this setup. Harry, like, puts his hands to his chin, he, like, looks <laughs> at the turkey from all different angles as he's doing this, and that wisdom roll is an 11. You do indeed know how to make this. You think that maybe you, like, made this turkey a, a few yules past? Yeah, I know my way around a, a little bird like this. I, I think, uh, any bigger than he did. <laughs> Would have been a problem, you know what I mean? But uh, no, I think I got it. And Tim looks over at you and goes, yeah, now put it in the oil. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. I know what I'm doing, like I just said. Thank you. He's clearly given, like, more lip to the child than he is to Bob. What, picks up the turkey he, with his bare hands and just, like, slowly brings it over to the oil and looks back at Bob for, like, reassurance. He like smiles at him, like, <laughs> right here. Uh, yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, uh, he he does. He gives it a little turn uh, on the catwalk, and uh, is he is it wet or is it frozen at all? Still, uh, it's not frozen. It's it's thoroughly thawed. And he he does like one full check, and he looks back. He's like, "You never put a frozen turkey in in boiling oil. You know that, right?" I do. Like that's 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 how you get the the, the big flame. I'm gonna put it in. He puts it, get right to the top of the oil and slowly let and quickly lets it go. So Great. His hands don't Could get you burned. make me? This is really perfect, actually. Either a dexterity or a sleight of hand roll, whichever you'd prefer, to see how well you do this. 
We're going to go with that sleight of hand expertise. And that's a 17. Wonderful. You do this beautifully, so much so that that Bob and Tim are both like, wow. Tim goes, that's better than Dad's ever done it, I swear. (laughs) Yeah, don't you forget it. And Bob will say, now, how did you, how did you learn to cook like that? Oh, it's, uh, you know, it's something from, he kind of stu- stutters, and he's like, I didn't, uh, didn't, didn't have, didn't have a good childhood, Bob. I, I, uh, it was always my responsibility to put the bird in, Bob. I learned it pretty young, Bob. And he, he starts to sniff a little bit. He put, he puts, uh, his fingers to his eyes. He's like, ah! Long time ago. Bob will come. Not up, anymore. Bob will come up to you and put his hand on your shoulder and say, "It's okay to crawl, you know." Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna choke it back tonight. Uh, but uh, you know, Yule. Yule's not really my holiday. So uh, uh, I, I think I'd, pretty, I'd prefer to keep the cork on that one. <laughs> We're dealing with uh, Scro- with Scrooge's baggage tonight, so I, there's not enough ghosts for me. Uh, <laughs> You're always welcome here. And uh, with that, you have successfully you. made the turkey. You did a great job. Uh, <laughs> next up... It finishes with Harry, like, popping him on the back. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Pop. <laughs> choking something back. Uh, last but certainly not least, we have Mac uh, setting the table. So, Mac, there are eight Cratchits, and there are... St- Oh, that's not correct. There are four of you. <laughs> I had six of you. Uh, and there are four of you. So you have to set this big, beautiful middle table that you see in the map there right. uh, for so ten good. people. So first of all, um, you can see like over in the like bottom right corner there, there's that little like uh, cabinet that has a bunch of dishes in it. This is the part I've been most excited about, my friends. <laughs> yes. I feel like we really all found the role. I have to use the, the painful one. Okay. Thank you. Clever, like, puzzle. <laughs> Perfect. You said bottom, so, bottom uh, left. You, there's this, yeah, uh, or, or bottom, bottom right. right. I don't know rights and lefts. Fun fact. Um, there is this cabinet with all of the dishes. Now, Tinker and the kids are <laughs> being interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh they're all you know entertaining each other being rambunctious down in that little bottom left corner um by the christmas tree so and then you have the the chaos that is scrooge really horribly doing his best to help emily in that upper corner and then up top you've got the turkey going so it's chaos all around you so first of all i want you to Look at the dishes and see if you know the proper way to set up this table. So if you would please make either an intelligence or a history roll for me. Setting the table is why his wife wants to leave him. (laughs) Let me see what's better. They're the same. Okay, so is a save or a check? Uh, I'm feeling generous. Okay, it's all Whatever the same. Whatever you prefer. It doesn't matter. It's all plus zero. Great. That's a three. Ooh. Buddy, you just put the plate. Okay. And then you put the silverware next to the plate. It's not that hard, right? So, you have no idea what you're doing with the plates. 
and one of the children, John, <laughs> the 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 middle son, comes by and he goes, Ain't you ever seen a plate before? What's your name, kid? My name is John. John? Yes. John Mivellane. Great to meet you. Yes. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <What>? Brilliant. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Uh, you know what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing here with these plates? Of course I do, because I live here. And Well, he, then why don't you help me do this? He takes the plates from you. He sets up one place and then just points at you and stares at you and goes, It's literally child's wet. Okay, then why don't you do it, since you were a child? I've got to go, the bunny needs me. And he runs off. Yeah, that bunny needs therapy, it isn't you. <laughs> I got ears, I heard so, that, they're big ears. <laughs> I was, I, did I whisper? I, I meant to say it louder. <laughs> I meant to say it louder. Naughty list. Do you continue? I've been on the naughty list for 13 years. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you continue to... Uh, Set up the, the table as best as you can. But yeah, best as you can. Gorge, gorge. It's, what it's, everyone need? Everyone needs a plate, they need a fork, they need a knife. That's it. Yeah, it's a little it's a little janky, but it'll do, it'll do. Uh, and as you're doing things, uh, stuff gets a little crazy. And the, the Cratchit's cat comes out of nowhere and rubs up against your legs. So I need you to make a dexterity saving throw uh, to see if you're going to drop the plate that's in your hand. That is a 16. Bob. Okay. Bob, catch it. Beautiful. <laughs> so you kind of like bobble it for a second, but you catch it at the last <laughs> moment. And you're good. And the cat just looks Whispers. at you and goes, Meow. Scare the shit out of me. Like the little shit Seems kind of responsible for them to have a cat with like this many kids and Honestly, apparently, not a lot of money. <laughs> the ki- the cat is where you're drawing the line here? You say that to the children? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you guys like say, this cat? What? Yeah, that scratches. Scratches. Is he for the mice? You got mice? Is that why he's yeah, here? Yeah. Of course. You know, in other vermin. The rabbit said we were Scratches, poor. nice to meet you. Vermin. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, the kind. Call me vermin, kid? No, not you! But there's other vermin along with the mice. I'm talking about rats, sir. Kid, you sound like you're from Waterdeep. Where are you from? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows. I just showed up here one day. And with that, with all of your tasks completed, you've got a pretty, pretty darn good uh, dinner ahead of you. So... Everybody finishes their tasks. The table is set. Food is set out in front of you. Uh, Who diced these fucking vegetables? <laughs> this is terrible. There's blood that in was mine. Me. This carrot's <laughs> bloody. This is a bloody it's, carrot, and I'm not saying that because we're from Lindonium. This is a bloody carrot. <laughs> <laughs> it's got iron. Don't ah. worry about it. And uh, Emily will shout, "Oh, oh, everyone, please, please! Oh, what a!" Th- Thrilling evening, truly. Thank you all for all of your work putting this dinner together. I just remembered that I made a kind of cockney and not posh. Uh, <laughs> we're all we're all so so very grateful to you. And Bob stands up and says, "You know, we don't have much, but we sure do know how to use it, right? <laughs> uh, today makes it clear 
that when folks band together, anything is possible. I, I thank you all for your help, and this shall, shall certainly be a Yule to remember. And uh, uh, Tiny Tim climbs up on his little chair and goes, Elders bless us, everyone. And with that, you have your big dinner. It's all wonderful. It's all lovely. As the dinner wraps up, Emily goes, oh, Dear mine, horrible manners. You all have done so much for us that I must, we must give you some gifts. Of course, of course. I have a few things stowed away over here. Here, let me go. Um, you, you, Eb. Eb, my dear, you don't get anything. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, a tink. Tink, come over here. All right. Uh, you did. So we're calling him now? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> you have done such a wonderful job uh, with my uh, with my children. Uh, they love you so very much, and they're very well behaved now. That I would like to give you this gift, which I have just sent to you. Um, huh. It is a tinsel whip. Um, with that, you App. also get. Uh, can you roll a d4 for me? Yeah. Uh, one. You get the slippers of spider climbing as well. Slippers. So you can add those to your inventory. <laughs> Amazing. Like Mrs. Cratchit's house slippers. She's crawling <laughs> on the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> I just had these things, uh, you know, you know, laying around. Um, uh, Ari, Ari, would you come here? Would you come here, my dear? Yeah, yeah, what do you got for me? Uh, so she hands you this really weirdly shaped gift, um, and it has a lot of weight when she hands it over to you. And when you open it, you see you have a vicious crowbar. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I have just sent that to you. Uh, over Messenger, if you want to take a look at that. And would you roll uh, yeah. 1d4 for me? This is nice. That is a 2. Beautiful. You get the immovable rod. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite magic item. So you it's, the best, it's the best one. So, yeah. people, I, yeah, I asked a question the other day what, like, what would you get rid of? And there, would you, like, not have? And people were like, a movable rod. Like players, yeah, like find in your campaign. <laughs> players find like amazing ways to like abuse that. It's mm-hmm. it's spectacular, uh, wonderful. And then Mac, she goes, yeah, Mac, yeah. dear, you did you did your best. So here is this for you. And this Zach and I have already talked about. So Zach, you open up your gift and you get a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> I've been using this little key shooter this whole time. Now I have a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful with that. And there's your cheerful point. He did the thing. Yeah, you did. Uh, and uh, what is her name? Emily is going to say, "Oh, thank you so much, dear." And you know, you didn't set the plates your best, but you did, however, do a remarkable job of. Catching in that plate. That was my favorite plate. I would have been quite upset if it smashed. So yeah, here's no another gift for you. Huh. And if you could roll right. a D four for me. That's uh that's gonna be a three. Incredible. We rolled one, two, three. Um you get a <laughs> right? cloak of billowing. <laughs> so you can <laughs> add that to your inventory. There you go. Not really my type, but uh that's fine. So after she gives all of those, she says, Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as she does, um, 
everything around you begins to fade, much like the last room. All of the people who were just there, who were just very real, handing you gifts, begin to fade away. The gifts are still real. You still have those. They should be in your inventory. As everything fades away, you hear once again, Come and know me better, man. Oh, ha, ha, ha. He said that earlier. Is this on a track? And, Is this some sort of repeat? And you get just a glimpse of his uh, cloak as he goes through the door that was into the Cratchit study earlier. So then, do you make your way down the tunnel? No, I'm going to go home. No, yes. <laughs> Beautiful. As you walk down the tunnel, it's the similar feeling as before where it's cold, um, it's dark, there are spider webs. But as you go down, this tunnel is longer than the other ones, and the air gets really cold and really dry. And you start to approach the opening um, to another chamber. This one you can tell is really large, even though it's really dark right now. But in front of you, a hooded figure that is clothed in, like, black, ragged cloaks and has a sigh in its hand appears. And it, while still looking at you, slowly backs into the chamber. As it does, it goes completely through the doorway that has a portcullis in front of it. It keeps slowly floating backward, and as it does, the chamber starts to come to life, much like before. But instead of becoming warm and cheerful, it becomes cold and icy. Uh, you realize that it's a cemetery that is unfurling ahead of you. Don't like this place much. <laughs> you see glimpses as though time is moving in fast forward. Um, you see glimpses of people going to the stones, saying words, mourning, leaving flowers, tending to them. There's a stone to the right of you that has, it's really big, it's really ornate, much fancier than any of the other headstones ahead of you. Um, as this one appears, you see these two suspicious-looking characters, and one turns to the other and you hear her say, Good riddance. No one will miss him anyways. And as this figure continues to float into the courtyard of the cemetery, you watch the rest of the graves be tended to, and the grave that you just saw to the right get increasingly decrepit. It's covered in cobwebs. It's just gross. It's really clear that nobody has come to this grave since it was created. The figure slowly comes to a stop near the end of this chamber and at the far end and you see an ornate mausoleum that comes into view. You can tell that there's kind of a door but it looks, you can't really tell from where you are what's going on over there. The figure stops and slowly turns to stone. As it does, the scythe is still facing towards you. The figure has not stopped facing away. As it slowly turns to stone and becomes a statue, the portcullis in front of you lifts. 
what do you do? Shit. Shit, 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 shit. Uh, it's getting pretty spooky in here, guys. Uh, yeah, I'll give you three guesses as to who's, whose grave that is. And well, this is what happens it, when you stay on the... That's what I'm saying. Just, and Harry kind of like, his voice gets a little low. He goes into uh, Mac and Tinker. He says, I, if this is the guy they're after, then what? Should we really be this close to him? Maybe should we distance it's not, ourselves? It's not a bad from, idea. From... Maybe we should uh, give at least like five feet between us all. Hey, uh, uh, Scrooge, we're gonna door. look over here. Why don't you check uh, check over there by by that that grave there? I suppose it seems right after all of that. Yeah, Scrooge will go up to the grave. Um, he, of course. Uh, like in his in his bones he knows what he's about to see but he wipes away the cobwebs and sees here lies Ebenezer Scrooge mm-hmm. and you can see that he is he's not doing well he's quite upset with this in, um, in the distance the little rabbit voice says naughty list <laughs> I told you you know look Harry I, I hate to uh, I hate to uh, you know interrupt a moment here but you have to know that you had to know that this this was going to happen. We're all going to die. It it's not about the death part. Of course, I know we're all going to die. That's what the lady said. That nobody cares about him. I mean, are you shocked Thank at you. that? I, honestly, these last few hours, seeing how well you all have been able to get on with others and do well with the Cratchits of really made me spend some time thinking about how I've behaved for most of my life and you know it's not good we did that uh, indirectly I suppose you know this whole thing feels awfully pointed what was <laughs> even with that that statue thing going over there and then the door opening what was that about Look, this is, this is your, your thing. We're just here. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, 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 I'm glad it's you, because this, this is a lot. And uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I see a little bit of myself here. Uh, I, I could see, see my partner, Marf, being <laughs> uh, very... Uh, it's a parallel to, J- to Jacob, and I, 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 I see a little bit of, a bit of myself in, in, in you, Scrooge, in it. Makes me a little nervous for my future. The the two of us were the only ones who care about each other. No, when he's gone, I'm 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 alone like you. I'm be an old man like you, alone. I can't won't be able to dice vegetables. I can't. I don't want to be that guy. It's not fun. I'll tell you. I'm having a bit of a crisis of character uh, right now. I think perhaps a change in behavior is necessary. Thank you. Right. I got to see. I think so. I'm pretty impressed with whoever set this up. I mean, this is the most, the best way to 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 give someone Yuletide cheer I've ever seen. I thought I was good at it. This is crazy. There's the magic and the time travel. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you might you might want to examine uh, how you were dispensing your Yuletide cheer. Hey, it worked with those kids back there. It's been pretty <laughs> successful. We're getting this guy, getting this guy his business. I don't. What do you mean? Eh. Yeah. Says, eh. Eh. Well, uh, in the midst of this, you hear some concerning sounds from the mausoleum. 
think I hear some concerning Witches. sounds coming oh, from the mausoleum. <laughs> Which is, uh, on the map, it is uh, to the north of you. It's a pretty large courtyard, um, graveyard. Uh, there are, there's only the, the statue that is there, the mausoleum, and then the few graves that are around. Mm, got it. Back during the Christmas present section, you had used uh, the words short rest type thing. Did did we get a short rest during that? I did forget to mention that. <laughs> yes, when you were all hanging out and having dinner with the Cratchits, you uh, can take a short rest if you would like. Cool. cool. Turns out I don't get anything from that. But, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but thank you for reminding me because I think it may have been helpful to some folks. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. So at those sounds, Ed will probably look to you all and say, Well, from my past experience of adventuring, unfortunately, we usually have to go towards the sound, so... Well, also in your future experience of, of <laughs> adventuring, so lead the way. Help us out this time. We're fighting your demons, after all. Right, right, right. Sounds great. Uh, and as you start to get close to the Colosseum, you see that it similarly has a portcullis down in front of the doors. Um, you're probably standing, uh, if you look at the map, kind of like where the, the doors, or not the doors, where the pathway gets a little bit wider. So in front of you is just the Colosseum and the statue. There he's swinging his new crowbar. Uh. Feeling the weight of it, getting ready for battle. Anyone else gonna? Anyone else I'm gonna, doing anything? Yeah, I'm gonna get out my my new machine gun and say, "We're I'm ready to do this." If you guys are, Tinker's just shifting his candy cane in his mouth, kind of back and forth from side to side. Doesn't really say anything. Great, I will say, I I have an inkling that I know how to open this door. Can I have some assistance, please? Uh, one of the stronger ones here. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, and he's gonna go up to the statue. And, uh, and when you look at the statue, you can see that there's, like, weird wear and tear on the ground around the statue, like, that really shouldn't be there, and it's very circular. And Scrooge will just kick at it and go, I've seen this plenty of times. If you help him, he's going to make a strength roll to push yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to give him a hand. Gorge, he rolled a natchy yeet. Oh, uh, So that's statue. strong boy. <laughs> Do it, uh, It spins right around. Um, and as the scythe moves away from the door that it was, that portcullis begins to close. And as it faces, faces the mosque, that portcullis begins to open. He looks at all of you and he says, Right then, I suppose it's time. And as he starts to step forward, you see a very small, familiar figure leaving the mosque. He takes out, takes a couple of steps out with his, the help of his cane. And he says, Oh, my goodness, you're here. You wouldn't believe. And before he can finish the sentence, suddenly a strong gust of wind from behind you blows. All Everything that's on you is just rustling by. You can't really 
comprehend what just happened. It was so fast. As a ghastly figure with chains behind him comes rattling, and he shouts, Ha! You thought you could save this boy from this fate? You think you can save yourself from your fate? Fools! All of you! And with a touch, the boy becomes nothing more than ash and smoke, and the ghost cackles and flies down into the mausoleum. What do you do? You limey piece of shit! And I'm gonna run after him. (laughs) Awesome. Scrooge will follow. Ariel follow as well. He says, I'm not really concerned about the kid, but you can't talk to me like that! He runs in after. Hey, that's not Yule Justice! Perfect. And I'm trying to get my... There we go. I am sending you one more map. Ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba. All maps by Graham? Yes. Graham really, really saved my my patootie with these maps. Um, Oh, oh, this is is an older version that I didn't re-download. There is a small opening at the very base there. I fondly call that pit. Yeah. I fondly call that pit the Hellmouth. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's good. That's... Yeah, thank this is you. Cool. Also, also, I should say this is the second time I've made fun of British people on our on our podcast, and <laughs> it's in character. It's not as me, <laughs> Zachary. It is in character. Zachary loves British. I do. People. I grew I'm up. About to be, I'm about to be done with this and want to watch Die Hard and Home Alone immediately. <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's great. All right. Did you really so, grow up? Yeah, I was in Cam- I grew up in Cambridge. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Air Force, Air Force kid. You learn something oh. every day. Fancy pants. You run down, and <clears> as <throat> you are chasing this ghost, you burst into a large cavern. Directly in front of you is a harsh drop down into a deep, dark pit. There are two narrow, about like 10 foot wide pathways to your right and the left uh, along the Hellmouth, as you would. And then there's this much larger area, as you can see on the map, beyond it. When you make it in, Marley's ghost has been waiting for you, and he shouts, Ebenezer! Nope, that's Ebenezer's voice. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you mimic Ebenezer! He shouts, oh, little Ebenezer, what a shame it is that you and your friends didn't fall into the pit. I suppose it's more fun this way. And roll for initiative. Son of a bitch. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. A nine. Not that great. I also got a nine. What's your dex? This this Uh, bodes well. My dex is plus four. Oh, we have, like, the same decks. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors for it. Ready. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah-ha-ha-ha-ha. Oh, wow. I'm him. really surprised that that worked over <laughs> Got him. Uh, Got him. Great. So we have... Um, Ross, what did you roll? Twelve. Twelve? That is also what what Eb rolled. Uh, what's cool. your decks? 15. So, against Marley's ghost, the first one to make a move is Ebb. Because he's he's real real pissed at this guy. 
So he is going to... Oh, I should. I suppose I should describe where he is. So Marley's ghost is kind of like floating near like the apex of the Hellmouth. Um, he's trying to make like a little bit of space for himself, but he's still close enough where he can, you know, do his ghoulish thing. <laughs> um, so at the start of his turn, Scrooge is going to take his uh, his cane grab the handle and pull out a beautiful rapier sword from within. And uh, he is going to use that to try to attack twice on Jacob and he is gonna roll like shit goddamn. That still hits. Damn. Okay. Because I forgot what level I have him made at. And that is going to do some damage that it does. Great. So um, Scrooge, after he whips out this sword, uh, he says, Molly, we were once like brothers. How could you do this? And gives a nice little one-two slash with it, um, hitting Marley both times. So next up, we have Eri. Uh, Eri looks over and he says, when the hell did you have the time to learn how to sword fight? That's incredible. <laughs> I told you I've been doing this a long time. You warmed up very quickly. And we're going to talk about it later. And he pulls out his, his <laughs> short bow. <laughs> yeah, he did. He hadn't done anything all night. He takes out his short bow. Cause, so that um, Marley is like, there's a gap, right? He's left some room over the precipice. Yeah, it's not much, though. Like, if you have a five-foot reach, mm-hmm. you could reach it. Hmm. Yeah, uh, he's got the crow- crowbar in his hand, and he's itching to use it, so uh, he he does not take out the short bow. He he starts swinging the crowbar, and he, he, he puts it over his shoulder, and he just starts screaming, like, ah! As he goes in and makes... All right, so I'm just going to do this the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Uh, I'm using my strength modifier, yeah, and my proficiency on it. Mm-hmm. Cool. So three, four. It's going to be this plus four. So to hit, it's going to be a 14. That hits? Oh, yeah. 2d4 plus one. So that is going to be nine. Two full damage dice. Nice. Uh, nine nine points of bludgeoning at which, uh, according to the uh, stats of this vicious crowbar, I can use an attack action to use it and then a bonus action to use the other side of it. So I get to choose whether it's bludgeoning or piercing. And uh, So I, w- I would imagine the, the hook is bludgeoning, or yeah, the, the, the crook is bludgeoning and then the, the other side is piercing. So the first yeah. he whips it out and hits for bludgeoning and then uh, as a bonus action uh Gives it a quick turn and rolls to hit with the other side. Oh, that's not going to be as good. That's seven to hit. And that side misses. You were just like too excited about flipping it around uh, that you just didn't quite make contact there. And he says, get over here and fight us. Come on, like a man. He's screaming as as he screams, his voice gets higher. (laughs) Let's go. Beautiful. He's right at the edge. (laughs) That's uh, it. Wonderful. Mac, 
What would you like to so do? So Max got the Nakatomi out. He's going to fire a shot at him. <laughs> First shot. Gorgeous. It's going to be a 23 to hit. That, yeah, that hits. First one does 12 points of piercing damage. Wow. He's going to do it again. That's going to be an 18. Uh, yep. For 17 points of piercing damage. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> so with that, um, you hit Marley twice, just like square in the chest. And um, he's like, what on earth is that thing? And with this, he kind of does like a, a somersault tumble back and he falls face first into the pit. And for a second, there's some tense silence. But then you hear, <laughs> oh, 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 and up from the hell mouth rises a very thin old man who looks kind of like the ghost you've just seen, but like worse, like he, he's been living in a cave for 30 years. And he rises and he says, Oh, dear Ebenezer and friends. We're not friends. We're not friends. He's on the naughty list. Oh, well, doesn't this just remind you of all of the adventures we used to have, Eb? <laughs> Going out and putting our lives on the line with nothing but coin and glory ahead of us? And Eb's like, How can you be alive? For real. And Jacob says, Well, Ed, that's my little secret. Uh, you see, I recall having to beg you to go on adventures with me. After you met Belle, that girl, and you began apprenticing with Fezziwig, you only cared for coin. Oh, you said that tavern would provide more for you than our little games. But how could you give up on me? The adventuring life, the partnership that we had together. Wasn't that all that we had? Now, all you want to do is spend time with them the way that you spend time with this lot. But no. I've been gra I've been plotting this revenge for a long time. <laughs> and with that chuckle, he holds out his arms. And he raises two skeletons that have been on either end of the hall. And he flies back near that, like, train track to the south. And he says, give it your best, Ebenezer. I've been waiting a long time for this. Uh, and after all of that, it's gonna be, it's gonna be Tinker's turn. Uh, so those train tracks at the back are pretty far away, right? Do you have, like, an estimate of what Yeah, maybe? so my guess is those are around 60-ish feet away. From, like, um, the top of the lava pit or just, like, the whole, the whole dealio? So to get all the way back there is probably around 60. So um, Jacob the Necromancer... Um, I also skipped parts in my notes, but whatever. He faked his death in a mine crash because Ebenezer didn't want to adventure with him. But I'm bummed. Yeah. Just needed more attention. Yeah, he was like, hey man, 
You're gonna need an adventure with me only. And then he's been living in a cave for 30 years. Um, So he's all the way back (laughs) um, to the north um, by the train tracks. The skeletons are like right at the peaks of each side of the Hellmouth. So essentially, to get back there, you're gonna have to choose which way you go and all of that jazz. I also need just a second to roll initiative for them. Roll that initiative. Since Since they have joined us. Initiative. Boom. Okay. Continue. All right. Uh, Tinker, as he sees uh, two skeletons that are, they're on opposite sides of the lava pit, basically. Uh Cool. Uh, He sees that and he sees how far back uh, Marley has gone. And he takes the candy cane uh, by the hook with his finger and pulls it out. And uh, as he does that, you see there are some runes inscribed on the inside of it, and it is, it's been his arcane firearm this whole time. And from that candy cane, he's going to cast a scorching ray <laughs> from it and shoots uh, a single ray at each target. Um, and the, oh, each ray okay. is like a bright, uh, kind of shifting from bright green to bright red, just like ray of heat and light. Uh, so Great. each of them need to make a... Oh, no, this is rolled to hit. Okay. Gorge. So, so we'll, is this we'll say for first? The start, we'll go, like, cl- uh, starting left, left skeleton, Great. Ebenezer, right skeleton. Perfect. Uh, left skeleton is a 24 to hit. That sure hits. And that's going to do nine fire damage. Beautiful. Ebenezer is a 23 to hit. Marley is a 23 to hit? Oh, yeah, Marley. Marley, sorry. <laughs> uh, no worries. Just making sure you're not doing friendly fire over here. Marley takes uh, <laughs> eight <laughs> fire damage. <laughs> eight? Eight. Beautiful. And then right skeleton is a natural 20. Damn, Great. this dice is yeah. good. I gotta keep this one around. <laughs> Man, I've been doing Double dice. That's same, though. So that's a 17 fire damage to the right skeleton. Wow, the skeleton to the right just explodes. And uh, he's going to watch that and he, uh, under his breath, he, he puts the the uh, candy cane back in his mouth and he says, happy you, you filthy animal. Nice. And he's going <laughs> to use rabbit hop again as his bonus action to hop 15 feet how close am I to a wall? Uh, to a wall? You are... The the walls next to you, like, the, the paths on either side of this Hellmouth are only, like, ten feet wide. Oh, so you're no more than ten feet away. Then I'm gonna rabbit hop onto the wall because of the slippers of spider climbing and run Beautiful. 40 feet. I'm gonna go towards the right and just kind of ride that arc of the wall. Amazing. So I'm, I'm on my way to Marley. Perfect. Uh, on the the right side. Gorgeous. Wonderful. So then next, it's actually going to be uh, Marley's turn. Because I probably should have done his turn before yours, but whatever. I'm making the rules here. And uh, he is Fuck going it. to... Because he's really trying to drive home the fact that he hates and maybe loves Ebenezer... It's a fine line. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So yeah. he is going to come forward just so he can get within range, and he's going to cast Blight upon Ebenezer. Just for fun, you know, freshen things up. So then Eb has to do that, and he succeeds. However, he still has to take half damage of all of that that I chose to do to him. Wow. Goddamn, and I rolled very well. Good. Keep that up. God, math is hard. That's why we're actors. Exactly. <laughs> he takes some 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 dammies. But he's doing fine. He's he calls back to 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 Jacob and is like, I've learned that my mis- I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. Can't we just talk about this, perhaps? What is this is unnecessary, Jacob. And Jacob says, it's not unnecessary, it's fun! Ha ha ha! Beautiful. So the skeleton that is on the left, that is still there, it's gonna start making its way back towards you. Um, and he gets close enough, that's probably about 30 feet, um, he's gonna, he's gonna take a swing at, um... Uh, let's go with Mac. Uh, just with his short sword. A 21 to hit? Oh yeah, that's gonna hit. And that's for... Six points of piercing damage. Um, and then he just kind of goes... At you. Once again, it is Eb's turn. So, Eb is gonna... Uh, look towards you and say... I trust you can take care of that thing. And uh, he is going to take out his um, longbow. And he is going to shoot twice at uh, Marley. That first one does not miss. It does miss because he's just overwhelmed at everything that is happening. The second one hits... And it's going to do a decent amount of damage. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So that's his turn. Um, He is also working his way up. Um, He's probably at the right lip of the Hellmouth. Beautiful. So next up is Eri. Uh, Eb went to the right. Correct. Which is also where there is no skeleton. Okay, then that's the direction Ari's going to go as well. Um, he's only got the 25 feet of movement, um, so he, like, pat, 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 pat behind Eb. Uh, won't get close enough for anything, but uh, a similar action, he'll take out his short bow uh, short, uh, a little further behind than Eb got to uh, take a knee and Beautiful. take a shot at Marley. That's not a good roll. That's nine to hit. That does not hit. But he's going to use um, that inspiration, the bardic inspiration. Yeah! Um, which is adding a... Is it a d8 or is it a d10? Let's go d8 for that one. 
Come eat that M&M. Mm-hmm. I really and, thought you just ate a dice. <laughs> a die. I I got wow. I was so thing where it's like buy buy candy but dice. There's, you, you can get like D and D candy dice, and like when you roll badly, just grab it and just shove it in your mouth, and your everyone else at the table will just be in shock. Oh, that's fun. I want that. I want that. I really do want that. Wow. That puts me up to a thirteen to hit. That hits. Hell yeah. Roll for damage. Um, so. <laughs> That's gonna do um, max damage of eight piercing, but because I had advantage, I'm going to make it a sneak attack and add three d six damage to that. <laughs> Go off, wet bandit. The damn uh-huh. bandit. <laughs> so eight plus another eight, sixteen. Beautiful. Piercing. Not beautiful for. For Jacob, he's looking a little rough. Beautiful. Anything else for you? He's he as as he's shooting that he he leans over to Ebenezer and he says, "I know you guys you're kind of going through something with your buddy right now, but uh, I'm going through a similar thing with my buddy, and and you know this you've you've taken a left hook in this thing, and it's really making me rethink what I was thinking <laughs> earlier. So so put a pin in that, and that's when he, that's, he'll make his attack. Perfect. Wonderful. Great. So then, uh, next is Mac. Okay, so as a bonus action, I am going to Misty Step. Okay, okay. Which is the one spell that I know. (laughs) And I'm going to get away from the skeleton that's attacking me. So I go back to the map. So I guess I was kind of on the the left-hand side. Yeah. And I'm just going to go across the, uh, the Hellmouth up to the upper side of the left. Mm-hmm. Reappear, and I'm gonna shoot at Marley. Pop, pop. <laughs> Brilliant. Let me get back. I'm gonna use. Um, I'm also gonna say that when you use this this misty step, um, your your shoes don't come with you. They <laughs> they just don't come. They stay over at that part of the cavern. He's gonna he's gonna be so angry he just makes a fist but with his toes. <laughs> wow. I've never been that angry. <laughs> you should try it. It's very cathartic. Uh because yeah, I don't know the I don't know the rules on gunslinger, but I imagine I'm at disadvantage attacking someone right up on me. So I'm just gonna go across and shoot at uh, Marley with the and I'm gonna use one yeah. of my grip points, which is going to give me advantage on this shot. Do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure that that is. So the highest is 23. <laughs> nice. Uh, yes. And that's going to do... Nakatomi damage. 14 points of damage. <laughs> Damn. Nakatomi damage. <laughs> and I'm going to use my, uh, my, my, uh, my bardic... What is it? My, our, our cheer point. Your cheerful, infer- your cheerful inspiration. Cheerful inspiration to do it again. I'm glad it's I did. The first one was not that great. <laughs> Second one was not. Highest is 14 on that one. Uh, that hits. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. And that's going to be for 12 points of damage. Word. Marley is looking rough. Rough. <laughs> rough. Anything else for you, Mac? No, that'll be enough. As he looks down at his feet. Uh, next up is Tinker. 
Uh, Tinker McJingles continues to run uh, full rabbit speed at him, and as he does it, he'll uh, eventually... He's not going to use his uh, rabbit jump to come off of the wall and onto the ground. He'll just kind of uh, kind of slope down naturally. But as he does that, he'll take out the candy cane and again uh, point it at uh, Marley and cast uh, his equivalent to web. Uh, but for him, as he points the candy cane and uh, fires, it's just a, a bunch of strings of garland come out and just kind of surround this 20-foot cube. Uh, because, though, there isn't, it's not like between any walls or trees or anything, it's kind of just a mass of garland, and it'll go away at the start of my next turn. Uh, but for now, basically, he's covered in garland, and uh, he's technically restrained. So he'll have to make a strength check against not, my spell save DC to get out of it. Not only by chains, but now also <laughs> by garland. And he'll say, even the naughties get a chance. You get a warning, Marley. What are you going to do now? Well, his strength save was eight. He does not. Uh, he stays restrained for his turn. Great. Marley's going to say, I left my chance to be on the nice list a long time ago! And it's just yelling while he's in there. Then Tinker, uh, then Tinker real quick would uh, just retort with, you should know then, those garlands are very flammable! <laughs> and uh, that'll be the end. Uh, great. So, next it's... Nope, that skeleton is dead. So then next it is the... It is Marley's turn. Um, so from where he is, he's just a grumpy, grumpy little man. Okay, so from where he is, he's gonna do something dumb. Uh, he's gonna cast Circle of Death, which is a sphere of negative energy rippling out in a 60-foot radius, uh, centered on himself. So, everybody in this room needs to make a constitution saving throw. What the hell is this? 17. Oh, jeez. Beautiful. 12. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> what was yours? 15. Okay, well, so, uh, Tinker and Airy save. So y'all are only gonna take half this damage. Okay. Eb and and Mac did not fare so well. So we take full damage, buddy. <laughs> and I got it. Dice are shaking there. Okay. Again. Why are you shaking? <laughs> Is that four? Well, I rolled the same dice twice. Yes. So if you uh, didn't fail, you take ten. No. It. Sorry. <laughs> if you failed, you take. 20 points of necrotic damage. Ooh. And if you succeeded, it is only 10. And uh, Marley shouts back, uh, still pointed at Tinker, who was the last person to ask him something. And he says, Do you have your answer now? And he's like cackling to himself. Uh, they'll have to make a whole new list for you, you nasty. <laughs> Very good. The nasty list. Next up, it is the skeleton's turn, but the skeleton is too far away, so he just, like, kind of does his best. 
Um, He's trying. <laughs> and he just Aww. like, because like he has to, he's compelled to do his master's bidding. Um, so he's gonna like try to trot over to McLean, who he thinks is not McLean. McGillahane. McGillahane. Who he's like, you're the closest for sure. Um, yeah, and then next up it is Ebenezer's turn. So he is going to look over to uh, Tinker and say, you said it was flammable? Quite. All right, everybody, stand back. He is going to cast flame arrows um, on his arrow that he is drawing, and he is going to aim at at Marley and the big uh, lump of vines. Garland. You're really trying to kill your friend, Scrooge. <sighs> I fear there may be no help in him, and he's done a lot of damage along the way. <laughs> yeah, there's no repair in this friendship. He just did a lot of necrotic damage to me, <laughs> and also to Mac. It hurts. Um, and that and that hits. So it's gonna do one d8 of damage, which is also plus four, six plus the. Flame arrows, which is another six, which does not kill Marley. After that, he is, that's all he's going to do because he realized after that shot didn't do what he thought it would. He's like, I don't think, he says, I just can't do it. Uh, so next up, it is Aries' turn. I got no problem. Um... He looks over at Marley and he says, I don't understand what you want here. You're, you're upset that he won't adventure with you anymore, but you're trying to kill him so he wouldn't be able to do that, and you're not interested in forgiving him. So I'm just going to put you out of your misery. And he takes his uh, short bow again. Um, it's, he's still restrained, right? Yeah. So uh, with advantage, um, he shoots an arrow. The first one is a 12 to hit. And the second one is a 10 to hit. The 12 hits. Oh, snap. <laughs> um, so that is going to do 7 plus sneak attack because I had advantage. Oh, terrible. 7 plus 4, so 11. <laughs> he had one hit point left. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I was like, Eb can't do it. Eb can't. Uh, how... Do you want to do a little describey of what's going on? Uh, so <laughs> he, he he was talking pretty big. Um, I think he lets loose that arrow, and he said he was going to put him out of his misery. So he, um, I think he, I think the arrow goes right into his mouth, if possible, <laughs> and like, <laughs> but and kills him in such a way that his jaw then goes limp and hangs really low uh, as a classic Jacob Marley would. Yeah, it's good. Wow. So with that, Marley just falls back to the ground. The skeleton that was doing its best to catch up just falls to pieces again and it's nothing more than bones. And you have successfully defeated the necromancer. 
and you've done the thing that you were meant to do. At he this has nothing point, on us. <laughs> at this point, the ground beneath you begins to rumble a bit, and the rocks near you in the cavern start to kind of fall. Hey, uh, I think what we might want to get out of here. Uh, yeah, g- grab onto something. Here, go, uh, go. There's nothing to grab. Go, 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 go. <laughs> I'm Sounds never like going to go in a cave again, I promise. So, <laughs> as you run, <laughs> as you run out of these caverns, you realize that the tunnels are much shorter than they were. The The large rooms are very small. You see the the mine for what it is without Jacob's illusions at play. Uh, as you make it out of the mines, you turn back and you watch the tunnels just collapse. And the door, it, you can't make it into the mines anymore. That you make it us. outside, <laughs> and the sun's beginning to rise. And not 50 yards away, you spot a very plump turkey. Eb turns to you and s- says, with the first smile that you've seen him smile this whole adventure. I have an idea. And after a few hours, you find yourself back in Lindanium once again, standing in front of a small house a few blocks down from Scrooge's Tavern. Eb knocks on the door, and a small boy with a crutch and his rosy-faced father opens it. Mr. Scrooge! And Eb says, Bob... I'd like to have a word with you. I think it's about time I raised your salary and promoted you. What would you say to co-owning the tavern, hmm? Oh, and I brought a gift. Uh, and some helpful hands. Might we stay for your dinner? And you all go in. You are welcomed into the Cratchit's home. You help to make a turkey dinner, much like you may have earlier that night. And you set the table, you taunt the kids, they are all well entertained. You have a lovely meal, and Tim looks up from his meal and he says, Eldith bless us, everyone! He gets it! Yay! Yay. Good job! That's awesome! (laughs) Yule! Happy Yule! Happy Yule, everybody! Yay! That was awesome, Claire! What a great adaptation! That's not easy to do either. It it was a lot for sure, but uh, I knew for a fact that I was going to have a great crew going into it. I cannot say mm-hmm. thank you enough to Graham Bloodworth, yeah, um, for Golf making claps. these yeah, great. gorgeous maps for me. Um, they're incredible. Uh, if you have enjoyed the adventure, <laughs> I'm so glad. Um, if you want to play it. What? We're going to have um, all of the resources <laughs> available on our Patreon. You can check <laughs> what? them out. That's so cool. um, we would love to have you. Uh, do we want to do a wrap-up? I realized I didn't grab my shoes, so I have been just running around <laughs> without the shoes. Well, that They're was perfect. a dream, right? Yeah, well, your shoes are now gone because know. they were eaten. <laughs> That's exactly what happens, right? In my uh, head, like, it's, yeah, we, it's we, just we like a bunch of illusions. Stuff. Like, that's really what Marley spent his time doing. I get it, I get yeah, it. Yeah, like, stuff still happened, but... Yeah, 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 he made it all happen. Um, I'm gonna say 
I need to rework that statue puzzle because I did not set you up for it at all, but I didn't know how to do it, so it's fine. That's all right. (laughs) That's why I was like, we got Scrooge to do it. (laughs) Didn't even blink. It's like, yeah, go for it, man. Of course Scrooge is doing it. This is his his situation. It's great. Well, I tried, I was like, maybe, because I was like, if they look at the statue, I'm going to give them these clues. It'll be good. If they look at this thing, it'll be good. So I try to be like, there's another <laughs> very familiar portcullis ahead of you. You perhaps have seen it before. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for coming good. on my first adventure to Yemen. Claire, you did great. Thank you, Thank you. For, for prepping that. That was a lot of work. And, yeah, that was super fun. <laughs> flying colors. I love I loved all the characters. Thank you. you really nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. I love this story. I think it's fun. Um, I, I'm excited for us to have some holiday content. Yeah. Uh, with that, should we do the, the, the little wrap up? Hello. <laughs> I'm Zach. Been playing McGill Hain. McGill Hain. McGill That's so good. Now I just want to watch Die Hard. I haven't, yeah, I haven't watched yeah. it I in watch like a year or two, and so I've never yeah. seen the sequels. Are the sequels? Good? Uh, skip, uh, skip the sequels except for three. Yeah, uh, uh, four is okay. Five is bad. Two is bad. There are five of yes. them. <laughs> I lot. thought there were three. I thought there were only three as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they kept going. I think they're making another they, one. They but... stopped numbering them because then yes. they become like Die Hard with a Vengeance and Die Hard oh, with a Vengeance yes, has, that's right, that's has right. that's like uh, Jeremy Long. Irons and Oh, um, I've seen that one. Then okay, it has okay, Jeremy yeah, Irons yeah, yeah. and Samuel Jackson, and it's great. Wow. I love it. I had a good time with that. Yeah. That's a that's Die a good one. Softly. Because it, it, it gets a little... I'll go off on my diehard rant really quickly. It gets a little <laughs> yeah, ridiculous please. where you start seeing that this... this Because he the, the charm of the first one is that he's just a cop who happens to be mm-hmm. at the wrong place at the wrong time and he just mm-hmm. has to do all this stuff. And then it's like, okay, is he just at every single terrorist event ever and happens to single-handedly <laughs> thwart the bad guys? But three yeah. is about someone getting revenge on him for the events of oh. one. So it makes sense still. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like a proper sequel. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> follow me on Zach Burrell Twitter. 10. No, what is Zach Burrell 10 on Twitter? <laughs> Zach, Zach Burrell, Burrell Twitter, Twitter on 10. On 10. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, I'm Josh. I have been Tinker McJingles, the, uh, Herringon, uh, artificer. I uh, had a great time. You can find me at Josh around 88 on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I really love Christmas. So hit me up with your like favorite uh, Christmassy things, movies, uh, uh, things you do, activities. I don't know. I love Christmas. So just do like, you like Christmas, share Josh? that with me. <laughs> I do. Josh, did you just see West Side Story? I did. You know, it's <laughs> he great. Pulled it's it really together. I don't, I don't want to hype it up too much. But... <laughs> This Listeners. is going to be a nice niche little <laughs> joke for our It's like a future joke for the future. Your kids are going to love it. Exactly. Oh, gonna, that's ridiculous. I know. They're going to get it in the future. Time. I hope, I hope it's still funny. Just write, Let me know write that down. Of write that down. <laughs> <laughs> what size? Does, Riff, does Riff have an Oscar yet? We'll find out when the, 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 the some episode comes out eventually. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm Ross, been playing Ari. Uh, you could find me on Twitter at GriffRM. Funny if if it ever came up, Ari was uh, as as Ebenezer was uh, like mourning over his own grave. Like Ari was looking at him like as a lonely old 
and was like thinking about giving up his life of crime and like giving <laughs> and and going and like you know having a family and shit and then like once marley came in and and it was all about like adventuring together and like you you didn't adventure enough now he's like you're right you're right i'm gonna keep doing it this is this <laughs> yeah, is the that's life a, for me that was so, an interesting twist <laughs> he went the opposite direction on that one if it would have yeah. kept going Ari does not give up his life of crime uh just <laughs> listeners that's that's what happened that's the epilogue that's what Christmas Thanks. is all about. <laughs> Amen. Uh, hi, I'm Claire. I have been your holiday cheer master. Yeah. Um, I forgot the A in holiday. Holiday. Uh, wow, what a fun time, y'all. Uh, thanks for coming with me on this convoluted, very loosely strung together adventure. Um, it was a ton of fun. My face hurts from smiling so much. Y'all crack me up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you would like, at FemSloth. Thanks so much for, for partying with us. Stay off the nasty list. Hey, y'all. If the last two years have taught me anything, other than the fact that I'm never actually going to make sourdough bread at home, it's that human beings thrive in communities of like-minded people. We may not be able to see the people we care about every day, but the internet has ways to bridge the gap. That's why I'm inviting you to join the Severed Sons Discord, where members of our awesome community talk about whatever's on their minds. Anime, video games, art, theater, D&D, of course and very serious channels like Zach's Saggy Curtain and Josh's Squeaky Chair. I'm tearing up already. The Severed Sons Discord is a way for all of us to connect in a time when Zoom calls are tough to schedule, but apps are easy to open. You can find a link to our Discord in the link tree in our Twitter bio. We hope to see you in the server. Until then, stay frosty. Stay frosty.